bees in his library. Confound it, madam, my language is most controlled. I say we take off and nuke the entire siphon order. It's the only way to be sure. In a thousand years, Gondahar was destroyed. A thousand years ago, Gondahar will be saved. The spice extends life. Silent breed is people! Welcome, listener, to StarCraft. We watch movies and then we talk about them, <laughs> uh, keeping it simple that way. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. And for this episode, we watched The Towering Inferno, a disaster action film from 1974, starring such huge names as Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, Faye Dunaway and Fred Astaire. I may be missing someone now because it's quite star-studded, but those are the ones like sticking out to me. Uh, so Linnea, would you like to tell us briefly a little bit of what it's about? The Towering Inferno. Well... As the name implies, it's about a tower, or more specifically, a skyscraper, a new one that they are um, celebrating the opening of uh, the owner and the, the, the builder, or the architect, I should say. The owner and the architect uh, are there and they're throwing a big party. Um, but it turns out that they, the, the owner and his uh, son-in-law, who happens yes. to also be responsible for, like, uh, the electrical engineering of the building uh, may have cut some corners and a fire starts and uh, people have to get down because they're above the fire and they have to get down and it's a whole um, it's a whole disaster flick shall we say <laughs> yes a whole two hours and 45 minutes of yes fire yes <clears throat> um, so I I'll, I'll get right to it I didn't enjoy this film. Uh, it's it's really weird because I think my expectations were set at like a reasonable level, I feel like. I was like, well, it's from the 70s. Uh, there are some great names to it. It's won some Oscars, I believe. And it's supposed to be pretty good, like, but it's still from the 70s. So things may be told in a different way that I'm not used to normally. Um, so I feel like I had reasonable uh, expectations, but I still, and it's weird because it's like, it's super well made. I have, I have, can really have, can, can complain in no way about um, the matte paintings or the miniatures and these effects. There's fires everywhere. People must have gotten burned while filming this because <laughs> it looks dangerous, to be honest. And there's a lot of great stunts and great acting. And yet I couldn't care about what happened to these people most of the time there are some caveats to these statements but those are my like general of like straight from the gate here like what my are what my um, um, opinions are about this film yeah to sort of summarize what i wrote in my letterbox review of this because we have watched a couple of 70s assassin movies recently yes. we watched meteor and hindenburg and i do think that the towering inferno while still very much 70s in style, in how it tells the story and sort of what it shows yeah. and what it tells, etc. It's still, you know, it's still that. It's still the same thing. Mm. But I do think that Towering Inferno 
as far as like plot and action is more interesting than the other two. The other yes. two had sort of these very sort of slow moments that were, well, for lack of a better term, kind of boring. The Towering Inferno, I don't think, is a boring movie. It, it, it Not at all. Once the fire starts, it keeps the momentum going uh, well enough through the whole running time. And like we said, it's a pretty long movie. But, <laughs> and here's, here's the but... So a lot of those situations are kind of contrived. Both the, the problems and the solutions to the problems are kind of yes. contrived and, and very sort of convoluted, um, mm-hmm. which I didn't always buy. Um, and also I feel that while the movie is almost creating three-dimensional characters it doesn't quite reach the goal there it doesn't quite reach the target it's almost like they're afraid of oh we can't dive too deep into these characters because mm-hmm. i don't know that will detract from the rest of the plot or something i don't know what their thought process were but they they sort of like they, they come close and then they shy away and like no 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 no, no. can't have deep it's- characters <laughs> It's it's like it's you. I feel like you're hitting the nail on the head here because it's it's really strange because because there are a couple of um, you can almost call them like smaller groups of people or like mm. actual couples that the story or the film is told through. One of those couples. So spoiler alerts from here. Of course, as always, we get into spoilers pretty quickly <laughs> in our podcast. Uh, but one of those couples is a secretary, and I don't remember what his position was but some sort of like a manager position like yes. higher up or in a company and and they were sort of like hush hush with the relationship and we see that they really love each other and I was like kind of ready to follow though follow them like trying to get away and maybe even getting to a point where like other people are getting aware of their affair and maybe some drama surrounding that like I was completely pre- prepared and like was like yes let's do this I enjoy these people. They have chemistry. And then they die <laughs> yes. horribly and quickly in the film. And maybe you could say, well, that's surprising, you know, that we think we're going to get some sort of like reward here. We're following. But no, they die and that can be surprising. But to me, it was just like, oh, um, I didn't quite have, the, have enough time to get attached to them. So I also don't care that much about their death. But I was also like, you're setting these things up. And then, like you said... They're almost getting to a three-dimensional point, but you're cutting it short. And I feel like mm. that was a lot of the times, even with, I think we can say that, so Paul Newman is uh, the architect and he is definitely a main character as well as Steve McQueen, who plays like the chief fireman. Mm. And um, I'm going to call him Paul Newman because <laughs> I think it's, I don't remember their names, but Paul Newman is uh, in a relationship with uh, Faye Dunaway's character and they have some um, difficulties in their relationship because he wants to like go off and live in a cabin for two years or something because of work or something. And she's like, well, I'm just getting this... Um, like promotion. I'm just getting... Yeah. Yes, a big promotion. I've been waiting for five years and I really think I can do some great things in this position and I'm so excited. <clears throat> so there's a conflict there. And it's never really... It just sorts itself out yes. by them being in danger and she 
and her giving up her dream. And I don't, I was like, why, why set up such a major conflict that needs to be resolute, resol- resolved? Resolved. Yes. yes, thank you. Uh, and then all you do is like having them embrace each other every now and now and again when the architect isn't on his big hero adventure in, in the in the tower. And then she's like, "Oh, I'll never leave you." And it's like, was that it? Like again, mm. almost three dimensional. You're setting up certain conflicts, but you don't deliver on them. So that was a big frustration, and why I just felt like I I don't I just couldn't connect and get into it I feel like I, I, the tension wasn't quite there when bad things happen to these people <laughs> I think absolutely and there's also like the owner of the building and I also don't remember the name of him because yeah. <laughs> none of these characters have memorable names but um, no. <laughs> he and his son-in-law you know there's a lot of sort of Hush, hush, like, oh, oh, they totally had something, they, they did something under the table here, and no, it's, uh, you know, yeah. cheap, cheap work here, and that's what's causing the problem. But they never quite tell us exactly what the, the deal was with that. Like, we, kn- we, no. we, we know that they did some shady things when building the building. <laughs> yeah. But in the end, it's not, we don't have, like, a final scene with them where it's like everything is revealed no it, and it's just like it's, well it's what hard. exactly shady business did they do and what's going to be the consequence here the son-in-law yeah. does die but the owner survives and the owner's daughter also and it's just like okay so is it going to come clean what's going to happen yeah. I don't know <laughs> that... I, don't, I don't think the daughter died though did he did she no no, she survived. Yes, she survived. Yes, but like, like the, that's also one of those like, oh, this character is just like so cookie cutter evil almost, like the son-in-law because he's arrogant. He's he he's, he only cares for himself. He's obviously used his wife to get mm. close to the father, so he's obviously like doing all of this in for self gain, and he's very selfish in every interaction, and then he just dies because he decided to jump on a metal thing that didn't hold the weight uh, and then they weirdly enough because I would feel like yeah like he's a scammy person but ultimately it's the building overlord the top dog man the old man who is in charge and he gave instructions to keep down costs hmm. uh, from his son-in-law which is also like a position of power. Like he knows the son-in-law needs him for his career and whatever. So he uses that, of course. So I, even though they really paint a harsh and horrible character, <laughs> a picture of this man, I still feel like the building um, man is, is, is way worse in a way. And he, I think he's only like story or character arc is when he says like, oh, I'll make sure... Something like this never happens again. Uh, okay, do you mean regulation? Because you've made no, no, like no attempts, except like feeling a little bit sorry about the about the situation and really blaming your son-in-law. Um, and they they almost tried to make him seem like. Uh, a very likable person or a very responsible person, which is good. I don't want 
characters like that to be super one-dimensional and super evil or anything like that but it was weird how they like made the son-in-law so like how would like how would he even get this job or this wife Mm. or anything Mm. because he's so awful from the first um moment we see him really yeah and i also I, i just feel that these secrets that are revealed in the movie it's not all the secrets and we are sort of left with a hanging thread that I feel unsatisfied with. Um, like I, I felt like, but there's more work to be done afterwards that would have been interesting to see. So uh, yeah, it's, it leaves some things to be desired, I think. However, one saving grace of this film, we've already said like it's technically very well made in my opinion, like everything looks great. I was pleasantly surprised by how like gorgeous the interiors were, especially like before shit hit the fan, so to speak. Mm. Like great looking locations and and sets that they've built. Uh, I like nice looking modern tower for the time, of course. Like I could see why that would be the pinnacle of like innovation and you know human conquering nature and everything. So I really liked. That I was like, this looks this looks good, and I believe that this is a huge ass tower that has been built. Like it, it looks great. Uh, and also another saving grace of this film is uh, that it's hot. <laughs> In that we have Paul Newman, who is looking middle aged, fantastic. <laughs> we have Steve McQueen, another gorgeous looking middle-aged man <laughs> and Faye Dunaway who is quite middle-aged in this film but who also is looking stunning giving up some uh, giving some uh, she really reminds me of Lily Depp or I should say Lily Depp actually reminds me of Faye Dunaway so she's looking fantastic and there are a lot of wonderful dresses as well I felt myself like paying more attention to some of the like evening gowns and hairstyles I, I thought it looked it looked good. I yeah. mean, I don't know. Absolutely. It's a good-looking film. Absolutely. It's just like it's you won't care, um, or I should say, we neither of us cared about the characters, and and um, but maybe someone who just like enjoys action and fires, especially like crammed, contained environments, could really get a kick out of this because it's it's still well well made, but not in certain areas, I guess. <laughs> Or however, yes. however you put that in a nice way, I guess. <laughs> so, so just to sort of paint the picture, we have mentioned some of the character characters here. Mm. Uh, sort of the the main ones are the owner of the building, his daughter, son-in-law, and the architect, uh, Paul Newman's character, and Faye Dunaway's character, his girlfriend. Yes, those are sort of the central ones, and then there are others who are sort of drawn into this conflict as yeah. well. Uh, there's a deaf woman with two children who they go rescue. Oh, I'd forgotten about yes. her. <laughs> she she herself doesn't play a big role, but her children do, do because uh, they need to go rescue them. Um, and it, it's a whole chunk of drama in the film when they go rescue them. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's also their nanny who is like on a date with a con yes. man. Except he's like a con man with a soft heart, so he almost have like a redemption arc. Uh, that one was weird as well. Yes. It's like, I like these two actors. I like that we have an el- like an older couple. Mm-hmm. But why is it like this? 
It's like, why is this the way it's done? It's it's bizarre. Um, uh. But yeah, I mean, it is. I won't say that I particularly like those characters that much. They weren't my favorites or anything. But I do sort of feel that the scene where she kind of tells him, you know, I, I know you're just making all these things up. I know you're not rich. Yeah. I think you're kind of sweet either way. So it doesn't matter. And he's sort of going like, oh, okay, I, I don't actually have to pretend to be someone that yeah. I'm not. That yeah. is kind of sweet. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it that. Not that yeah, I, I was... I it too. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was still like, I still wanted, because it was so, they had their dinner date and then they got separated and then they had this moment. And I was like, I'm missing something in the middle here. <laughs> Where it's not just their dinner date. Mm. And I'm guessing like, of course, like we we leave them after their first drink. They probably have dinner and everything. But I don't want to have like to fill in all of that. To feel mm. like there is a complete arc to mm. their story. Excellent. And I think that's just made it feel kind of weird. Uh, but they too, like they... they they were sweet and I was rooting for them. And and then she, she died flying out of an elevator. It's just like, why? It did. Okay, so <sighs> on the paper, I don't, I don't mind that she died. Of course, I was rooting sure. for them. But, but like a, from, a, from a dramatic standpoint, I don't mind it because it, it gives some, some leverage to, to the movie, I think. Yeah. I just sort of felt like it wasn't uh, the way she died wasn't good enough. If that makes sense, <laughs> that's an excellent way to put it because that's exactly it. Like it was so like I was like, oh no, oh shit, that's her. The white dress is going down. I was like, no. It was just it's all too sudden. It was so short. Yeah, it's sudden and yeah. short, and there were very little afterwards where it was like. Oh, she's yeah. the one who fell out, you know? It, yeah. She Because she, she, she... I wouldn't call her a main character, but she's like a bigger side character. Yeah, yeah. And for the, the, the sort of the place she has taken up in the rest of the film, her death is just sort of like, oh, and she's gone. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it's, because she's in, like, like you said, she's in quite a lot of it, yes. especially like her and the kids and the <clears throat> architect they're with each other for a long time and going through a lot of obstacles so by then like you you you've you've started to feel like oh i hope i hope her ordeal is over and also another thing i feel like like romance um between older people is so rare in films that it's like allowed almost with like citations <laughs> um quotation marks uh, so I really, it's it's almost like a pity when they couldn't be one, be be one of the few who who, who made it, mm. because it's so rare to see a love story like that. And I just think it's so sweet, and I think it gives a lot of hope. And you know, um, and then <laughs> she f- flies like an old towel <laughs> out of the building and is forgotten. Then he gets her cat, and it's fine. <laughs> I guess it was just. It was just weird. It was a little bit weird. Or mishandled, yes. I should say, yes, perhaps. very much so. <laughs> and also, sort of a, a side question here. I want to know, what did you think about her hair? I don't... I think it was it was high. Yes. <laughs> I think I spent more time with her dress. I thought her dress was 
very pretty, very simple and white. Uh, but I, I, I barely remember her hair, okay. despite the fact that it was high. Because <laughs> I couldn't... I mean, her hair sort of <laughs> took over all my focus when she was on screen. Um, not a huge fan of it, to be honest. Uh, there but, was a lot of uh, hair in this film yeah, on the ladies. Yeah. They were definitely donned up for the uh, occasion. I don't know if we mentioned that there was like a, um, how do you say, like, almost like a christening party mm. to the tower. Yeah, we probably mentioned it. So, and that's why the fire happens. Like the whole thing is like overheating because it's just like too much electricity and light and everything going on. So, and what do you feel like, sorry, I'm jumping around a bit now, but how do you feel about, because the fire starts kind of soon and we have a security guard um, played by O.J. Simpson, by the way, which is always interesting um, when <laughs> convicted people are on screen and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, and he's like, I th- something's wrong in that room. And, and they're like, oh, there's no fire there. Well, the camera is directed to one part of that floor. So... No one goes up to check. They just stand there on the monitors pressing buttons. It was kind of weird also how the fire got out of hand to me. I was like, can't you just take an elevator up and just like check them? <laughs> well, when they do check, they open the door and like creates an inferno. So I don't know. Yes, because <laughs> by then it's too late. <laughs> like they yeah, waited but, way too long. <laughs> but also they, they do like the one thing you shouldn't do. When you feel like, oh, the door is hot, there's a fire. Oh, it's really, side. really warm. I, I should, should open it. let in the oxygen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's, give, let's give it some more energy here to work with. <laughs> that was also, okay, this is going to be so nitpicky. Because I know, like, um, um, near the end, you know, where the credits, they said, like, oh, we, we thank the fire department of so-and-so so much for the expertise and blah, 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 blah. But these firemen kept um, spraying on the flames and not at the root of the flame. I don't know how to mm, explain mm. it, but you want to, as far as I know, you want to spray the water like close to the source of the fire, not the flames mm. away bit. Mm. It's it, it's extremely nitpicky and it's literally unimportant, but it was still something I thought of because I felt like they'd probably done a lot of research, it seemed like, and it was just weird how they were. Well, trying to stave the flames up in the air. I was like, no, turn for, it down. For, for a movie that sort of claims, as you said, they have this whole text in the beginning where it claims to sort of be a, a dedication and a celebration of firemen and their bravery. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like, well, then wouldn't that be the part that you would want to be yeah. as close Just to like reality as possible? small things like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not that I can claim to be an expert on firefighting, but yeah. Oh, uh. <laughs> none at all. Like I said, as far as I know, you're mm. supposed to spray it at, at the source of it uh, and not at the flames a little bit higher up. I mean, I um, would imagine that what you want is to like soak the underlying material in like water yes. so it can't catch exactly. fire again. But if you do it yes. on the flames above, it's... It's like yeah. <laughs> it's a small drizzle of rain. Exactly, the, exactly. And then, so it's, they're still, and it'll it'll dry before it gets to 
uh, get wet enough, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't, you know, this is one of those films where I feel like I don't have a whole lot to say about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a competent film. It just misses the mark on things that I realize is kind of important in a film that is this serious mm. and that is character uh, plot and and certain like you say some contrived scenes and way they go about things and it's like yes. hmm. yeah i mean i'm thinking of like they they s- manage to get lines between the big building and a smaller nearby yeah. building and they hook up like a chair to it and they ferry people across and I'm just like okay is that, yeah. I have to know if that like is an actual like rescue thing that they did in, in the olden times of, of 1970s because it looked I- so last minute and not safe yes. <laughs> like the harness seems safer <laughs> you know and I'm not saying that that might not work. I'm just saying that there are probably things you would go with and try before that. Uh, and also, like, if there's a strong enough wind and it's it looked like it's made of, like, aluminum or something, like, wouldn't... Mm. Or, or if you get, like, a <clears throat> pendulum going, then couldn't you almost, like, fly out of one of the holes? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. It just... And also, only skinny people allowed. It was tiny, like... Yes. If you're a bigger person, I guess, sorry, you die here. <laughs> it was like so, so uh, constrained. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, things like that made yeah. you think also, about. <laughs> there's also parts where they're like climbing in parts of the building and it's like, oh, those three people made it across, but the last one didn't because things <laughs> fell down and it's just like, uh yes of course of course (laughs) (laughs) like i couldn't see that coming (laughs) i was honestly kind of surprised because like they had a big thing of like oh steve mcqueen mcqueen we can't we can't force you to go and blow up uh the water systems that was like their last um yes last effort plan and i was like oh shit is gonna die (laughs) heroically but he didn't so i'll give it i'll give it that they did they did set it up but he didn't die and i think um that was fair in a way because he's he had been kind of like security focused and like very much like a driving person like that but it was also one of those weird things i was Mm. like you're building up to this thing it doesn't happen it's continuously (laughs) yeah this film really weird <laughs> and also that was sort of the point that i had uh, the hardest trouble with actually sort of like believing in was their last idea of blowing Holy up shit, these yes. these water tanks that for some reason are at the top of the building and then just having the water flow through the floors and assuming they would wipe out the fire yeah uh, can the can, is the force strong enough for that? I like I, I I just couldn't. I just felt like it would take because there were. I don't think the floor was damaged at that um, floor. So I was like, how how are the waves? I don't know. It was. Yeah. I, I also it also bugged me. But I by, just sort by of then feel I was like, like I'm I'm done. Don't you have enough broken windows by now that the water is just gonna flow out the side or something? I don't know. It's just exactly. Exactly. It was a big assumption on their part that that would work. Luckily for them, yeah. it did work. But it was sort of like, 
you're, you're taking a gamble there, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you may kill Steve McQueen. <laughs> and Paul Newman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, because he's there some for yes. some reason also. I don't remember why he went up there. Was he that, he and he? the fire chief are the ones who set the yes. Uh, yes. explosives that blow up the tanks. But did he call him? Like, can you also go up there? I think they just met up and they were like, hey, can you help me with the TNT? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what I chose him. They do establish that the fire chief is the only one who can do that out of the firemen. Yeah. And then I assume he just sort of asks Paul Newman's character for help because Paul Newman knows the building or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he called him before and he yeah. was like, can we meet up? I, I I think I remember it like them like, oh, you're here. Oh, great. But they probably I mean, had... Because they did make a lot of phone calls yes, in this film also. They have and, like, spoken throughout the film, so... Yeah. I assume they both consider each other competent. Yeah. And that's sort of why they team up. Yeah. Makes sense. Like, speaking of our characters that have a lot to do, how do you feel about... Um, the waste of Faye Dunaway. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's two different ways to spell waste. So which one are you thinking about? <laughs> well, she did fit in the little box thing, I, I guess. But I'm talking about wasting the potential of Faye Dunaway. Yes. <laughs> Well, as you mentioned earlier, you know, the movie starts with sort of setting up her and Paul Newman's characters, not marital problems, because I don't believe they were married, but relationships no. problems. Yeah. And then they don't really do anything with it. And it's not like, it's not like Paul Newman's character, like her being in danger drives his motivation, because that's not the case. Not at all. His motivation is driven by... A, I'm the architect of this building and I sort of have a responsibility for it. And B, there's a lot of people in danger here. I want to save all of them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually matter that she's there. It, it, you know, no. it, it, it matters a little, little bit, but not enough to really make an impact. No. She might as well have not been there <laughs> in a way. But you, I really expected them to do more with with. The two of them, like, mm. working together. Maybe he... Uh, because let's be honest, like, it's it's him, of course, who's going to rescue her. Like, maybe he had to go get her somewhere. Um, you know, just... But, like, having her on the floor and just, like, hugging women who faints all the time was like... <laughs> I was like, why, why are we focusing on this? Like, have her do something. Shoot. Yeah. Get. Uh, and as something. you And as you say, in the end... She's sort of like, oh, you know, we we almost died, so I guess now I will go with your idea of moving to the country in a big house. I give it two yes. months, <laughs> then she moved back to the city. That, <laughs> two I, months. That doesn't quite make sense, because I sort of feel like, because she has felt a brush with death, death here, wouldn't she kind of feel like, oh, now I really want to go after my dreams? While... Yeah pondered a different scenario here she hadn't been there at all we still set up that conflict but she's not in the building at all but he's there so in the end yeah. she's sort of like oh you almost died and i really love you yeah uh, i i, I want to you know have a happy life with you that i don't know that's kind of would make more you sense know, honestly having her <laughs> um that's a great idea i think if she would have been like 
on the street and sort yes. of maybe maybe something is going on, going on there as well. You could have that perspective, you know, constantly looking up to the tower. Maybe the phone lines are like not quite working between, you know, street level, you know, some something like that. And she could be really worried and she could maybe try to do uh, different things on her own, mm. uh, you know, having some sort of. A different perspective but also like having her do something completely different somewhere else and then you could have uh, a different resolution of that conflict that they're having and coming to uh, an insight I guess because as it was I was like why even have her around mm. <laughs> she's pretty but right now like that's uh, <laughs> that's what she's doing um, having people tell her she's pretty <laughs> And like Faye Dunaway is like, I haven't seen in her in a ton of things, but I know she can act. So it just seemed like a bit of a waste. Absolutely. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't feel that we necessarily have much more to say on Towering Inferno specifically, but I was kind of curious. Um, and I'm asking this because I watched another movie similar to this one yeah. uh, recently also. Kind of, if you have any movies you'd compare this with and how they sort yes. of stand against each other. I can, but I'm going off of memory that is a little bit like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. But when I was trying to sell my partner on watching this film together with me um, this Friday night, he didn't because apparently didn't sell it quite enough. <laughs> I was like, it's like that The Rock film yes. <laughs> from a few years ago. Where a skyscraper is on fire and he has to do things to save people in it. <laughs> and he was like, no, no, I don't want to watch that. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then the day after when I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. And, you know, we, I was having trouble renting it. And, it was like, and he was like, oh, there's like Steve McQueen and it's won Oscars and everything. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why didn't you say this? Say that it was this kind of film. I was. And I was like, I were. It was. A burning skyscraper <laughs> where you need to solve the fire situation. <laughs> I was like, it's the same thing. Um, but skyscraper is, um, it's interesting because both of those films, I don't know if you've seen skyscraper, have you? Yes. Yes. I saw it shortly after Towering Inferno. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, great. So your memory is way <laughs> fresher than mine. So I'll, I'll keep mine short then, because both of these those films are interesting in that in The Towering Inferno, I think it's like the tallest building ever built. Like it's massive. It's this huge thing. And I believe that in Skyscraper, it's also this like massive biggest building ever. And I believe uh, The Rock is, I want to say security personnel yes, of yes, some type yes uh, so he also has like an <clears throat> intimate knowledge of uh the building and he needs to use those skills but is there like a terrorist organization or a gang of some sort yes and are there money involved oh i mean of course why else would they do it <laughs> philanthropy i mean of course not <laughs> pretty much yes uh, but, but but i i i mean it's it's utterly um, forgettable skyscraper and you have all of these like CGI and also that is also sort of like more of a fantasy I feel like in the towering inferno they try to keep it grounded mm. try to make make it like like this is super high tech but it's still of this era 
while in Skyscraper, it's almost science fiction. Yes. That is like how my memory goes. Yes. Uh, and I would love to hear your thoughts and <laughs> comparisons between No, I, I agree completely. Um, I did. I had Skyscraper uh, on my watch list and I figured mm-hmm. after seeing Towering Inferno, I was sort of in the mood for more of that. So I figured, okay, yeah. let's watch that one and, and I can yeah. have something more to talk about on the podcast. Um, and yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Towering Inferno is a movie that intentionally tries to keep very close to reality and it is purely a disaster film yeah. while skyscraper is also a disaster film but it's also the part like crime thriller, yeah, thriller uh, yeah. because the the sort of conflict in skyscraper is not that there are like hundred pe- hundreds of people in this building that are in danger there's actually very few people in the building that are in yeah. danger it's more sort of like a, the rock trying to get his family because they happen to be in the building, and B, the bad guys want his help to open like a big room at the top where oh, the, the yes. owner or the designer of the building is, and he has like secrets and things. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, so it's more it came that. back to me now. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and also the things that happen in skyscraper and the things that the rock's character do. You kind of have to suspend your disbelief more for that than Towering Inferno. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing because some of the things that happen in Skyscraper are kind of fun and and entertaining and exciting. But you kind of go like, oh, okay, I don't actually think that will happen. But sure, sure, it's fun. Sure, sure. (laughs) I mean, at one point, at one point, he like wraps (laughs) duct tape around his hands and and, like use them to climb on the windows. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Fantastic. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But you know, sometimes it's it's fun when it goes into the direction where it's like, none of this matters. It's so ridiculous. Just go with it. Like duct tape, <laughs> the rock, like a hundred kilo man. Like, no, <laughs> that won't happen. Um, but you can also like really admire when you when you try to have like Steve McQueen and Paul Newman look like average but fit people like competent fit people who could probably do these things Um, but while The Rock is like almost like superhuman in Mm. in most of his films to be honest but like in Skyscraper I remember it being kind of ridiculous yes Um, but that can be fun yes absolutely (laughs) I probably had more fun with Skyscraper but I'll probably remember The Towering Inferno uh, better, mm. I should say. <laughs> but I also kind of feel like in a post-9-11 world, making your skyscraper-related disaster films closer to science fiction than reality is probably the direction safer. that most people... Yeah, yeah, it's safer. It's yeah. where most people would go. Because Towering Inferno, some of it... Especially, like, its focus on the bravery and heroism Mm -hmm. of the firefighters that kind of strikes closer to home now than it did in the 70s. Uh, So I do kind of feel like a movie like Towering Inferno, it it would be a heavy subject to do today. And I'm not saying you can't do it. It's just you need to sort of have a, a little bit more of a sensibility when making it, I think. Yeah, 
Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, skyscraper with the rock is just like pure fancy <laughs> and, and and silliness. <laughs> Yes, uh, I also. But yeah, I would. Yeah, no, I also. Um, just because I want to mention it before I forget, there is mm. also another movie I've seen. It, I saw that one a long time ago, but it's just called The Tower. It's a South Korean film, um, okay. and I saw it because this prior to the podcast, I watched Towering Inferno, but that was actually the second time I had watched it. Mm. I'd watched it uh, many years ago, and closer to that time, I watched. The Tower, the South Korean movie, ah. and for some reason in my head, I have I, I sort of got the idea that the Tower was a remake of the Towering Inferno. I don't actually think that's the case, but they're sort of similar enough that they will they will scratch the same itch for you. So you know, oh. if you like Towering Inferno, might check that one out. Sorry, when, when's that from? Um, pass. I don't know. <laughs> not the seven. <laughs> not the seventies. It's more modern. <clears throat> 2010, okay, so 90s. maybe. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. so yeah. kind of not long ago at all. No. Isn't there a film with... Because I, I feel like firefighting and disaster films, uh, they I feel like they really, up until maybe uh, 9-11, they went in hand in hand in a way. Like, it's so, mm. it's so obvious, like, you're going to have that sort of film. And I believe, wasn't there one with Sylvester Stallone? I know I haven't yes. seen it, but like, it's a ton of them, yes. right, I think? So that's almost like a tower, but it's like sideways instead. Yeah. <laughs> but yes. like, maybe it, that law also scratches. Was it called I Daylight or something like that? Oh, yes, that rings a bell. That rings a bell. Yes, I think that's I think that's from 90s the 90s. Also. Yes, yes. That's so, cool. you know, there's one from like every era here, but depending on your flavor and who you most enjoy as the main hero man, you can have your pick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure we've just like scratched it. Yes. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> so, yeah, listener, have you seen Towering Inferno? Or maybe Skyscraper? Or maybe the Korean The Tower? Any of the films we've discussed here. <clears throat> uh, if you want to share your thoughts, you can do that at starcrashpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, we will see you again next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.